I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So stay tuned, you don't want to miss it! Okay. Okay. We have taken the show... On the to, road. To the, yes. Technically. On the road. It what it is on the road. It is. It's, it's on it's, a road. It's on a road and it's on a road <laughs> away from where we both live. Yes. Um Ian and I are on location today with a very secret special guest. Yes. But if you've read the episode title, you, you already, already know. know. Yeah, you're in the know. You're in the know. You people know. Um, we've taken the show to a lot of places. We took it to when we had Kelly Kinsella, friend of the pod. Yes, Bob we Kelly took Kinsella. It. Yeah, was that the stage door of? That was uh, the August Wilson. That was yes, backstage, backstage the at August Jersey Wilson. Boys. I took it to the base of the Eiffel Tower. Right, that yeah. was pretty rad. I took it to LA for a bit. You did. You took it to the beach in Malibu. Yes, and now we are here in the most exotic of those places, <laughs> Pearl Studios. Pearl Studios <laughs> in Midtown Manhattan. Oh gosh, it's it's kind of fantastic though. Because, oh, this siren is not where you're you are. You're going to be probably getting a lot of that, listeners. So yeah, probably. These sirens, these sirens going forward are probably not where you are. Yeah, we're in Midtown Manhattan. Get over it. Right. Um, we're it's so crazy though because I came in the room and this room weirdly, unlike all the others, is carpeted. We picked like the one like aside from like the soundproof booth. Yeah. That. We were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. like, this is, like, a solid place to do this thing. Finding soundproof places is unbelievably expensive. Yeah? I, okay, Ian knows this because I was telling him. Mm -hmm. I was on jury duty on Tuesday. It's not my thing that happened this week. I was on jury duty, and in between breaks, calling around to the studios, trying to figure out where we could even find a place to do it that would be quiet enough. How was jury duty? Jury duty was fine. I was dismissed. I had a deep bias against the defense, and it wasn't even a lie. So, listeners, devoted Devoted listeners. Stands. The stands that happened this week. All the stands that we have. Okay, so devoted listeners of the show know that I have been in and out of all these doctor's appointments for Mm -hmm. lady troubles. Yes. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. She's fine. Everything's fine. She's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm going into a pre-cancer treatment because I All don't right. have it, which is Great. the good sign. But the case that we were presented in my particular jury pool was a malpractice case where I can talk about it now because I'm, I wasn't on the jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't be. It's going to be like eight weeks 15 days of testimony all through the holidays, like very dramatic. Yikes. Yikes. And it was about your hometown, buddy. Suffer, New York. Yes. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. yikes a be. So it was majorly dramatic, um, but it was a malpractice case against a woman who died giving birth. Oh, bummer. And it was really sad. That sucks. It was, it was honestly, I was like heartbroken over listening to it. And of course, lawyers, they're just saying it so factually. They've right. been living with this... This happened in 2009, and it's going to court now. In Literally 20, in, when we graduated high school. Yeah, such a nightmare. Yeah. This poor family. My, I, so clearly, I have a bias. I literally said this poor family. Right. So I can't be on that jury. Right. Um, but so then I told the attorneys, and one attorney, there's like seven of them, right? And they're all representing like different doctors, wow. an anesthesiologist, the plaintiff, the plaintiff's family, whatever. And so they pull me into like this tiny little hallway to talk biases, mm-hmm. and I'm the last person they interview. And one attorney literally gives me a talk to the hand. He goes, "Yeah, you're not for us." 
that's like the one instance where I like I would be okay with them. Like you're shading me, but you're right. Yes. Whew. Right. Yeah, dodged a friggin' bullet. But yes, it was very dramatic. Dang. Yeah, and I gosh, I really feel for them. That's like such a nightmare. Oh my god, yeah. I just explained to them my situation, like in uh-huh. you know, 10, 15 words, and he's like, You're not <laughs> good day to you, you madame. And I'll be seeing you in hell. <laughs> yeah, I was so relieved. I was so relieved. Um, but anyway, I was calling around trying to book spaces. And um, the poor kid that was working the desk here at Pearl was trying to get my information while I'm ordering at Starbucks like an asshole. Oh, my God. So I'm talking to this person. And then I got the guy on the phone. And he's like, was that for me? I was like, no. Uh, hold uh, one moment, please. Like, trying very to important. Claire's very important. Oh, yeah. I played As we've discussed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> How was your week? Was it good? Oh, my week was good. It was busy, and, like, I've been realizing lately it's one of those weeks where I'm like, I know a lot happened, I just don't know what happened. It was like, a world... Did it feel like it went really fast for you? Yeah. Do you know yeah. how some weeks have that vibe where, like, every person you talk to is like, yeah, it flew. It flew. But, oh, but I realized I had two days off, oh. like, in a row, which is rare for me. Ooh, midweek weekend. Yes. I love that. It was amazing. Like, I didn't think about work at all. Like, I just kind love of that. vegged out, like, on my couch... Um, do you any binging? Um, did I do any binging? Um, no, I've been kind of like watching around. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, Little yeah, yeah. A jump. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But you're the kind of person that cues up shit, too. Oh, I, I try to. Yeah, Ian keeps a, a cue. A cue. Yeah, he keeps a cue. Yeah. I'm just like, whatever comes up on the, would you like to continue watching this? Right. Because I can't, Hulu just does it for me. Right. It, it thinks for well, me. Well, between my roommate and I, we have like three different shows that we're like, let's watch an episode of that. No, let's skip to that. Let's do that. Oh, I'm going to bed. You want to watch that? Okay. Like, yeah. So it's been pretty, like, it's been pretty, the wealth has been well spread. Yes. Okay. That's the way to do it yes. too. Because the way that I do it is um, I get really irritated by having to watch something over and over. Mm. I have no agency over Hulu. It just does it. And right. then I'll forget that I was watching a show and then I suddenly get five weeks behind because Hulu keeps queuing up the most popular show. Uh, oh. Which right now is Manifest. Okay, Manifest right. and New Amsterdam come up every five friggin' seconds. Mm-hmm. And then Superstore is falling to the side. Mm-hmm. And, and and The Good Place, which really good... annoys me because Yikes. I want to be up on that because people are spoilers. They are water cooler spoilers. Right, 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 right. Yeah, do you think I'm getting lit up about you my You are. <laughs> Well, that's as good a place as any right. to yeah, go to our guest. Right. Yeah, okay. So, cue the music. Okay, listeners, I am so excited to introduce our next guest. We have been kind of like in the Twitterverse with one another for a while, and I follow him religiously because everything he puts about theater and horror, I'm like living for. He's very knowledgeable. We also, friend of the pod, Kevin T. Porter and Demia Dijuibe, had Lewis on the Gilmore Guys, and that's where I first oh, heard cool. him do podcasting. Exciting. So, without further ado, from BuzzFeed, Lewis Peitzman. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank Welcome. you so much. Was that a good intro? I think so. I thought it was a great intro. Okay. I was very flattered. Oh my god, of course. Well, I... I I'm so excited you're here, frankly. Right. Well, thank you. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad that Demi and Kevin, like, have such a, an influence. They I feel like do. a lot of people found me through Gilmore Guys, which is, yes. you know, I'm grateful. Well, and recently, just to jump right into what's happening, you bought something that everyone is very invested in on Twitter. Ooh. Oh, I should have worn it. <gasps> you mean, wait, are, which, wait yes. are you talking about the I'm, orb? No, the, yeah, the amulet, whatever it is. The orb. I didn't buy it. 
I didn't buy it. No, no, no. I was gifted it. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh, even better. Oh, the or you don't know the origin of the orb? All I know is that one day it wasn't there, and then another day you had 50,000 followers that were <laughs> chomping at the bit to know about it. Correct. No, the orb was a gift. The orb was um, Nicole Cliff, who is a, a dear friend. She, uh, she had purchased the orb. It is a Dior piece of statement jewelry. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, wow. It's it's not it wasn't cheap like it's a nice it's it's tacky as hell but it was like expensive which you know a lot of expensive things are tacky and, and vice versa but as um, they should be really you shouldn't be buying a tacky flaunting. thing if it's not expensive yeah I think <laughs> I I kind of and she she got it and then um she had a seizure Ooh. and they oh. don't know why I mean she's fine now but they don't know why some people just have seizures this is sure. the thing that happens however the timing was suspect she had just bought the orb. Which has like a weird vibe, I'll admit. And then she had a seizure. Ooh. And then oh my God. I believe she lost like water or power to her house. There was some sort of problem with her house the same week. Um, and then a child friend of one of their one of her kids got his penis stuck in the zipper. <gasps> oh my and god. For some reason that was also applied to the orb. I don't know if it is a, like to me that's a natural thing that ha- I mean not natural, <laughs> but it's it's a common enough thing that happens. But anyway, uh she and Twitter became convinced the orb was cursed. She brought it to New York and was like, what do I... She didn't want to just, like, toss it in the Hudson, so she wanted to, like, give it to a new person. And I was like, I'll take it. It's pretty. And I don't care about cursed things. Um, You're kind of into spooky stuff. Well, yeah. And also I sort of felt like I already am cursed, so maybe it'll cancel it out. No, I was just being logical about it. (laughs) I thought, you know, two curses make a blessing. Um, Sure. Which is, you know, what science says. Right, And so I was like, I'll take it. And uh, we had breakfast. Um, Natalie Walker and I went to breakfast with her at the Carlisle, which was lovely. Oh, so fun. Um, And then Natalie, Nicole, gave her some really beautiful dresses, and she gave me a cursed orb. And I... I feel like I lucked out. I got the better end of that deal. And um, <laughs> I've worn it out, like, once. But mostly it just sits in my um, cluttered apartment that is getting to a hoarder's place. So we're going to have to work on that. But for now, it's kind of just, like, on top of my table with all of my other shit. And how's the orb treating you? It's been fine. You know, every time something bad happens or I complain about something, people on Twitter are like, it's the orb. And I'm like, I complained <laughs> a lot before the orb. So I don't know what who you've been following, but it is a lot of new people. There were like there's an influx of like two thousand followers who wanted me dead, to be honest. Nice. I mean like oh, no. they're not saying that, but they're following me for misfortune. They're sure. like waiting to see what happens uh, next. They wanted a story. And I think that like, you know, for a lot of them, and they kind of have like come and gone at some of them certainly unfollowed by now because I don't talk about it very much, but I think that they wanted like a story. They wanted like, you know, sort of uh like me to be tweeting every day like Today I woke up and I had a nightmare that there was someone standing over my bed wearing the orb and I woke up and I peed. Like, I think they want that kind of, like, play-by-play cursed story. And I'm not a very good liar. And I didn't think that my... My my followers who have been with me for for a while really wanted me to, like, dive into uh, fiction. So I decided to kind of keep it straight. And if anything terrible did happen that felt orby to me i would be honest about it but Mm. so far nothing has felt orby all right it's good orby it's a good way to know that something is is spooky in a particular way and i wore it out and it was fine i went i did go to a birthday party um uh and my friend is a witch and he had uh there was a spell at the party that you could 
do for him wow. to help bless him for a new mm. year. I don't know a lot about witchcraft. Um, and nor do I. But, uh, however, it was, um, I basically, I was going to go do it, but I was like, can I do this? Because you have to do it with your dominant hand. And I was wearing the orb of my dominant hand. Mm. So is it like and, a, sorry to interrupt, is it like a, wrist, uh, a bracelet or like? Yeah, it's like mm, a big bracelet. Got it, okay. With a giant. Kind oh. of like like a, C, a C-shaped, it's almost like a lengthy bangle. Understood. Yeah, I'll, I'll find I'll find you a photo while I while I talk about it. But I um, basically like I I was going to do it. I was gonna like do the spell, and um, my other friend who was there was like, "You absolutely can't do this. Like, you can't bring your bad juju to like this beautiful spell." <gasps> Dang. Oh, and no. so we we no, but we asked him the birthday boy um, if it was okay, and he was like, "It's fine." Wow. Um, this is this Got is it. this is the orb. Okay. Um, and if you want to see it, it's at Lewis Peitzman, right? Yes, on yes. my on my Instagram, um, where you'll also notice that I only wear the sweater I'm wearing now in most photos. Um, That's great, though. When you get an outfit that you like, you work yeah. it hard. I you just don't. It. It's more that I don't like most of my sweaters right now. They're not fitting the way I want them to, so we're just going to keep wearing this one until... Uh, until it's, I don't know, summer again. <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully, we have a very long winter to go. Yes. I can't wait. I, I love, love it. it. You love winter. I, I coined a new term, bundle cute. It's how Ooh. everybody looks better in fall and winter wear. It's right. true. It's true. Yeah, because you're not sweating yourself off. Mm-hmm. Sweating, your, sweating like yourself your whole off. Self. <laughs> like your whole self. Well, I was going to say sweating your titties off. <laughs> Oh well, classy. That's really the, the more the uh, perfunctory listen, way to say it. Listen, I censored myself. <laughs> well, you know what? There's no censor on this show. Nope. Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> um, last night, my friends and I were doing tarot. Are you Ooh. also? Do you do anything like that, or have you ever done Ouija? I've done all of that. Like when I was younger, I did. I I had a tarot deck in high school. But I never learned how to read it. I just would use the book for reference. So I would do tarot readings where it was just me, like, being like, hold on a sec. And then I would just, like, read what it said. <laughs> right. Which took, like, three hours. But worth it. You know, definitely helped. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not I, I'm not really a believer of most things. Um, I, I just kind of like, I like spooky shit, but I'm not, like... I don't really believe in most anything except for the psychics on the Real Housewives uh, franchise because they always they're always accurate. Okay. So uh, I believe in that those psychics, but nothing else. Okay. Right. You know what I watch is um, on E Tyler Henry Hollywood mm-hmm. Medium. That is some spooky shit. Yeah. I am sure that. They're... I mean, if I were reading celebrities, I too could tell them things about yes. their past. <laughs> yes, perhaps valid. There was this one episode in the first season. It might have been the pilot where he, um, Monica Potter from Parenthood, had him do a reading for her, and she apparently has like a lot of sisters. It's like a very, very feminine household with like a lot, like a lot of matriarchal energy and a lot of sisters, and they're all moms. I love that for her. Right? That's perfect for her, right? right. Well, and especially if you come from a lineage that leads you to a show like Parenthood. I mean, Mm -hmm. sign me up. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And so she was so spooked by the reading in person about things that her, her father had left behind for her in his, uh, in his passing that she had him come to their childhood home, like on the East coast and do a reading of the house. So they go to the house, right? And he's like, I'm drawn upstairs. And then he goes into like a, you know, that part in get out where he finds the box of spoilers for get out. Yeah, You're behind. For okay? get out. This is a courtesy, but really it's unnecessary. If you haven't seen it, it's a failure on your part. So that part in get out, right? Where 
he discovers the like her past boyfriends and, right. and conquests, I guess, in the photo box. And it's like one of those little... It can only happen in a house where they have accessed the what would be attic space into room mm-hmm. space. And there's those little triangular like nook doors. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, he's at Monica Potter's house and he goes to one of these little like corner nook attic doors and is like, I'm drawn to this one right here. And Monica's like, that is so spooky. That's where, like, we used to hang out. And our dad, like, it was always our hiding spot for, like, hide and seek. I can't remember what she said, but it was, like, a very meaningful closet. Nice. And, yeah, which, like, I don't know what even, you know, what water that holds. But I was like, wow, Tyler Henry, getting it. All right. Yeah. I don't, what is the difference between a medium and a psychic? A medium talks to dead people. Okay. Oh, because they're mediating. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, they're, like that media, they're that medium, like, they're that pathway between, like, the... And the medium's, and the medium's the person. It's yes. not their... Okay, yeah. I understand. A psychic just, like, sees your future. Ooh. Or, yeah. or, or like, I mean, depending on the kind of psychic. But, like, it's about you and your and your future versus a medium is talking to dead people on your behalf. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Is there any... I literally know nothing about this. Is there any merit in the people who have psychic shops? Like, is it ever worth it to go get, like, an, what would be, like, an official paid reading? No. No, okay. No, it's Have you all done that fake. before? No. It's all <laughs> okay. I see it's so funny because I grew up in a very religious household and my parents, my mother was like, I do believe that people have special powers. It's mm. just that God only wants us to use them for good or not at all if we can't access a good a good motivation. Sure. And I wonder if because those people take money, I don't know. Mm. I'm not really a believer anymore, but I do wonder. That makes sense. I do wonder. You gotta make a living, though. <laughs> yeah, so fair. Touche. I'm fine with that. I just think it's all fake. <laughs> yeah, okay. it may be. Okay, so let's hard left turn. Let's talk about theater stuff. Sure. How long have you been over at BuzzFeed? Were you hired to to write over there for like particularly the newsroom or for theater related things? Or oh how, Lord, no. How no, did that no, come no, about? No, no, I was hired. Uh, six years ago, so Monday was my six-year anniversary at BuzzFeed. Wow, Thank you so congrats. much. That is twenty-seven years in uh, in media years. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a direct. I don't know what the multiplier is, but it's twenty-seven <laughs> years. Um, I was hired to, in LA. I was hired to do like general buzz stuff. They called it spec ops back then. I don't know why. Um, so viral content basically and, you know, aggregating fun stuff online and like, uh, doing lists of things, uh, generally speaking. And I, there wasn't really a newsroom back then. Like there were people doing news, but it was all there. We were kind of separated from an LA and we were the kind of the first like entertainment division and it just sort of developed out from there. And at some point... And I wish I could remember when BuzzFeed split off. BuzzFeed News became its own separate brand. Oh, really? And uh, now we have our own homepage, which happened uh, fairly recently. But before that, you know, we were just still, like, BuzzFeed News was separate. And and I tell people I work for BuzzFeed News because, like, it's its own thing. Even if no one listens to us or understands, it does have a different meaning Okay. to, to me. And so, uh, yeah, then I started working for the entertainment section uh, of the news division. And theater was something that I just wanted to write about on my own. I actually wrote about theater really early on when I was at BuzzFeed. Like, I was, like, 
coming to New York for so like meet people in New York who worked at BuzzFeed. Uh, my you know people hired me and stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, Jake Epstein from Degrassi is, is my boy. So is, in, is in Spider Man, and I would like to interview him about that. And I did, and I did like a Q and A because at that point there just wasn't a lot of like entertainment reporting on the site. Like it was kind of a free for all. This know? is Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. Correct. Right. And mm-hmm. The the famously I, somehow successful in its right. Flop. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. even a flop. I mean, it stayed it open. Wasn't a really a, it wasn't really. No, it wasn't really a flop. It was like a disaster. Yeah. It was a different kind of disaster. It right. was like a disaster. It was like a, there was a high body count, but it made money. Right. Yeah. Um, and it had hardcore fans. I mean, they gave that that seat to the, that one girl. Remember what that was girl that? who saw like Spider Man so many times that they gave her a seat? Yeah. 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 Ooh, oh, that is dedication. I about that. Yeah. I actually think my agent is one of the ones that repped an actor that got injured. Oh yeah, and I do remember I was signing shortly thereafter, and it was kind of like lore over at the agency about what had happened on Turn Off the Dark. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, shit happens when you're a Spider Man or Spider Men. You just you know, <laughs> Spider Man. It's dangerous out there. Um, anyway, I I did so I did kind of like was like oh theater, and I remember I got comps, and I was like oh comps are good, and um, yes, that's comps are been great. my you know motivation ever since. That's not true, but I I did when I was. Um, <laughs> When I was in the Bay Area before uh, moving back to LA, I I did like theater writing. I did like some like I would do some reviewing and and uh, light theater reporting just because I wanted to do theater stuff. But it's not like what I was hired to do. It was purely sure. and Buzzfeed does not have a theater section. It's all me. It's only me. And that's, that's amazing. Uh, is right. it? Thank you. Um, I'm working on it. That's great. But that's it. Yeah, no, I still do that. Yeah, I mean, to, to that point, I, of course, like, discovered your podcasting voice as a guest, and then, uh, through the Gilmore Guys, and then when I started following you on Twitter, you had, and I think also because you do surround yourself with a lot of people in, in the theater, mm-hmm. um, you had really hot but accurate takes on a lot of shows that were new and I remember being like why isn't why don't more people absorb information the way that Lewis puts it out there mm, I don't want to wait thank you. I don't want to wait for Ben Brantley to tear something to shreds really right. inappropriately right. like go fuck yourself like maybe not go fuck yourself I don't know maybe that was career suicide <laughs> I'm keeping it in all right <laughs> I think it'll be fine. You're I, not the first to say that on a podcast. Right. Uh, yeah, but I man, it's like I I really respect the way, especially when it came to things like SpongeBob. It was really admirable and I completely agree in the way that you advocate for shows like SpongeBob and Head Over Heels mm-hmm. that don't that don't have the audience they deserve yet. Mm-hmm. And we have to corner people into giving something a try. Like right. those were I mean, in my opinion, two best fucking shows I've seen in a very since Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. and even Evan Hansen. I mean, you know, some sometimes when something gets so big for its britches, right? Then I'm like a little bit done with you, right? Like, yeah. My favorite song in Evan Hansen is "To Break in a Glove," and I mm-hmm. said that to somebody, and they were like, "Why would that be your favorite song?" And I go, "Because it's the one that no one likes." Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Because Michael Park deserves our love. Michael Park is, oh gosh, he's dreamy. <gasps> he and Bobby Cannavale, I think they might be my two biggest like theater crushes. Mm. Wow. And um, uh, oh gosh, I was gonna say no, but Stanley Tucci hasn't done Stanley Tucci hasn't done Broadway, right? He's my other kind of hot. Old I'm sure dad he, he has done he's Broadway. Directed Broadway. Oh, has oh, okay. Well, he's my hot dad crush. Wow, love him. I mean, duh. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Not to make you feel less special. <laughs> no, 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 no. And now you're done with him. Everybody's in the Chuchi gang. <laughs> no, I, I think, but I, I think that there's something like it's very tough, and I think shows are trying really hard to like court. And I hate the term influencer, and I would never self-identify as an influencer. But I also like understand that like if you have a certain following, people care about whatever you're talking about in terms of like if I have people following me who care about theater, then like. I can try to influence them in terms of like the shows I feel like they should be seeing and that they're not they're, they're not seeing that like aren't getting that kind of mainstream press attention. Um, but it's very hard to like actually make that translate into ticket sales. Like I don't think that it yes. makes much of a difference. And like it's really gratifying when someone's like, "I saw this show because you said to see it and I loved it." But that's not going to turn around like. Yeah, that's not gonna make head over heels run for six more months. Like, let's mm-hmm. be real. Gosh, but if that's Cita tour, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch hard. I'm right. punching hard on that oh, show. Oh yeah, you are. Oh honey, oh my gosh, I'll get, I'll get my agent on the phone so fast. <laughs> I, I desperately want that for you. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, it would be so. It makes perfect dreamy. sense. Ah! I hope it has. I hope it has a life. Right. Yeah, it was. So I'm sure funny. it will. I hope so too. I, I, but yeah, I mean, it's like, and I know people are trying to now more actively like that kind of Twitter, like, that different audience. And so, like, mm. and, it, and I don't know if it works. And I think they're trying to figure it out, but it's it's sort of wild to me. Like, the ferryman, like, for whatever reason, went after gay Twitter in a way that I was, like, <gasps> really baffled by. And I don't know if it's because there's a lot of, like, hot boys in that show, but it, like... Oh, when they went after it, they were tr- they were trying to get them to help. Like, yeah, they gave, oh, they, I thought they were, like, they went no, after it. No, 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 no. <laughs> They gave comps to, like, a bunch of, like, random non-theater gays, specifically people mm. who did not write about theater or, like, really were, did not care as much about theater. They kind of were like, here are some tickets. Please see the ferryman and, like, tweet about the ferryman. Well, to Dang. be fair, when I need to know if something is worth my time, I go directly to gay Twitter. Yeah. Like, th- thank you, Next, and Head Over Heels and things I'm familiar with aside. Like, if I need to know if something is, like, in the zeitgeist, like... Gay Twitter will tell me. I I, I get that, but I, I do think it's also kind of a bubble, you know. And I don't know if it like actually like I I mean it's it's really curious to me with a show like The Ferryman, which like by the way does not really need the help and is like gonna win all the Tonys, right? Yeah. Um, at least like best play. Like it sort of it was a weird choice. And then I I know that like I have been invited to do things that like I'll get invited to like things as like a Twitter person, and I usually say no because I have a press. I, I am press and like I don't really feel comfortable like I won't do something if someone's like you have to tweet about it after because I'm like that's not ethical yeah. like I, I won't do that but like there were a couple times I got invited to shows where they were like we're gonna try live tweeting and then we're gonna put you in the back of the theater <gasps> no. and yes. you're gonna stand there and you're gonna live tweet the show how dare and I was like no because I don't want to encourage people to think that's like normal but I don't want the people to think that's normal behavior like right. those fucking kids but, that get up on the stage and try to plug in their fucking oh, phone oh yeah I mean Jesus Christ I had the share show people were filming like the entire time and I was oh. like please stop my god oh, please god. stop but it's but I, I think that like there it's everyone's just trying to as you're kind of saying like get that different audience like get that different they're approach and like they're trying to be like it's not just the New York Times like listen to Twitter listen to people on I don't know Snapchat that's not even a thing anymore <laughs> whatever people use these days who are under 30 um, that so yeah. so uh, yeah I think that like they're they're all trying yeah. and I'm trying on my end for the things that I care about that's good that is that's yeah great. like completely like, right you know um, head over heels and 
Uh, more recently, The Share Show, which <laughs> is very important to me. We'll get to soon. We'll get to sure, it. sure. Okay, to wrap up knowing you a little better, yeah. I am personally curious. Sometimes you tweet out thoughts, or when you do um, AMAs, mm-hmm. one of the things I love the most is, like, you have a, a sincere frankness about, like, this works and that doesn't when it comes to the way people interact in social media. Yeah. Are there any like pet peeves you have about the way people are using Twitter now or they're using Oh my god, are there any pet peeves? Are there any <laughs> things that I like about people using Twitter now? <laughs> um, Fair counterpoint. God, I, I mean, I think that the thing that annoys me the most um, and this is going to be ironic is the negativity. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that a lot of people learn that you get so much engagement by like dragging things and so all I see now is I'll go my timeline and I'll see like someone did a dumb tweet and then like 30 people I follow will quote retweet that with like Mm. like dunking on them or they'll like they'll screenshot it and have like a reaction to it and I'm like that's I get it it was a dumb tweet but also like why are we wasting so much time doing this and it's constant and it's like because they want that the easy faves of like here's the thing that we all hate and I'm gonna shit on that Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's, I mean, it's a thing that deserves to be hated, but it's also just really cheap and lazy. And it means that, like, my time on is just all people kind of, like, circling the wagons. And it's very, uh, it's just kind of a bummer. And it also kind of, depending on what the tweet is, like, it's often just someone being kind of basic, which they probably don't deserve all that hatred. <laughs> or or it's something, like, legi- like legitimately bad, like the tweet about, um, like, how horrible it was to have... Um, two girls kissing during the during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Ugh. prom mm. performance. But then we're just retweeting this tweet all day and giving it so much more attention than it needed. Like, that tweet would have gone away. No one... People yeah, weren't right. actually that many. It creates a controversy where there wasn't one. Right. Um, right. Someone's going to always be mad, but you don't have to amplify their voices. So in any... Like, I, I think, like... I'm not being like, let's be more positive, because, like, the world is completely awful and there's no reason to be positive. But... <laughs> Let's not be okay. like let's not be like extra negative for validation online because like we don't we can do other things for validation online sure. like post shirtless pics. If I learned anything recently, like I used to think that it would be something snarky I said that would like be the one tweet that got attention ever, and it was literally me tweeting about having a nice dream. I literally I said at Linwell Manuel yeah. Miranda made me a teapot in my dream last night, and it blue right it was just a state it was just a positive statement and i always thought that it would be me you know tearing something apart but imagine how much attention you'd get if you were like fuck lynn (laughs) oh literally i'm gonna tweet that right now (laughs) 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 be like no i would hashtag this week's thing please lynn might be the dreamiest human it's right it's gotta be so weird for him especially for his wife too like they knew each other before in the heights really like i'm so fascinated by their relationship and how he like still takes the subway like i just it's so oh god he's dreaming i mean i think doesn't everyone take the subway still i feel like you have to be so like because it's just so much faster if i were really rich like i don't think that i would even i can't handle like being in cars for hours because trying to get across town. You know what I mean? I right. guess the people that have to do the cars is because of their safety. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. Yeah. gets on the train and people are like, hey, Lin, what's up? Love Hamilton. But, like, Jimmy Fallon can't take the subway. Right. You know, like, he would be mobbed. Mm, what, I mean, maybe, I maybe Jimmy Fallon, but someone like 
Like, th- I mean, this is above and beyond, but, like, Sigourney Weaver can't take the subway. I'm pretty sure she can. I feel like she could. I was like, I like that was your, I like like, Sigourney Weaver was your, was just your reference Because I, I saw her in a talk back the other night. At the, at the Alien screening? I yeah. just saw... Uh, she, I think she could take the subway. You think so? I don't think she did, but I think she can. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Sarah Paulson takes the subway. All right. Yeah. There are lots of, like, you but know, Sarah gay Paulson- icon people who but Sarah Paulson is one of those people though that if I saw her like I know what Sarah Paulson's name is but on an off day it would take me a minute to place her name like she, right. because she's a woman in everything you know right she's not uh, I mean besides like people who stand American Horror Story mm-hmm. right like I would recognize her as uh, part of the OJ series like another right, Ryan Murphy right, right. you know what I mean um, Christine I, Baranski takes the subway Okay. She, and she is a goddess. She, wow. Yeah. Gosh, Mamma Mia 2, really? I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. You played in IMAX? I'm not surprised, actually. Oh, it was but... when they came on the boats, and you can make I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. Wait, you what? I haven't seen it. Ian Brodsky. You have homework to do. Apparently. Yeah, I would I would put Mamma Mia 2 and Get Out in the same How Dare You. You haven't seen that. I've movie. seen Get Out. <laughs> Okay, well, one out I just of saw years. Alien for the first time the other night. You did? Better late yeah. than ever. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, what, 40 years, 40 years later? Literally 40 <laughs> years to, like, to, like, to the date, I think. And it you're was, 47, yeah. so you're I'm really 47, behind. yeah. <laughs> I was just at the bodega, and uh, Ethan Hawke was there memorizing lines. That cool. is someone who can take the subway, because it took me a long time to remember his but name. I, but <laughs> I, I would argue that most actors in New York take the subway. Mm, it's sure. Just, it's just the most convenient way to get around. Right. And I think that also living in New York, it's you don't get mobbed here the way you would in like, you, and it's the same as LA. Like people are used to seeing celebrities around. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have a lot of friends who are like very recognizable like actors or anything, but I all, like in terms of people that I know who I feel like, like Natalie probably can't walk out the door anymore. <laughs> well, Natalie gets recognized a lot. Yeah, but that's more just like, that's a little different because that's more like she's sort of like a newly rising person people she's care a about. fucking star. But it's, but that's a little different. I mean like, People who've been on like like TV and whatever. I, the point is like I never. I, I was at drinks with a friend recently and like the the waitress started talking like approached him and like recognized him or whatever. And it was the first time that I'd ever seen that happen. <gasps> wow. And I think that it's just like not something that happens as much in New York. Right. And people would definitely take like creep shots of you on the subway, but they wouldn't like mob you. Be like, oh my god, can I get a selfie with you? Unless mm-hmm. you're like. So famous. Or stage dooring. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Or that in that context. I think people kind of like, whether or not they are conscious of, of the rule of like, do not bother someone when they're just like trying to go about their day, like on some level, no to not do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people. I was, I went to support my friend that was running the marathon a few weekends ago. And so people will wear their names on their shirts, like above their bib number. And so... People are running by, and I'm like, yeah, go, Kyle, you can do it. Like, I was at the 23-mile mark or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're almost there. And then another person went by, and I'm like, go, Alicia, you can do it. And then, like, this guy runs by, and I'm like, go, Brian, go. And then I'm like, Darcy James, goodbye. <laughs> like, he's just, like, running by. Like, <laughs> he looked good, and he was, I, like, I ahead it. of the pack. Yeah, Good for him. Brian always looks great. I love, I love Brian. Yeah, well, old friend Brian. Classic oh Brian running the marathon. Classic Brian. <laughs> I ran into Brian at the airport in Toronto. Really? That's amazing. Oh, at leaving, leaving the, the film festival. 
Oh yeah, we he were was in there. the we were in the uh, in the Porter Airport. It has like a little lap. Porter is the best. If Porter, not the airport, the air that's the airline. Porter flies directly into like downtown Toronto, like it's on a mm. little island. And oh yeah, that one. You used to have to take a ferry, but now there's you like did a, TIFF too, right? I did TIFF, but I went from like newer to the mainland. Okay, one. yeah, to to Billy Bishop or one of them, probably whatever. It, one of them is Billy Bishop. Anyway, the point yeah. is, you take you the used to be a ferry. Now there's like literally like a tunnel, and you just walk underground to oh, downtown cool. and it's amazing it wow. takes like like five minutes and it's really you get there's this lounge and there's free coffee and beverages and these delicious shortbread cookies and I had taken my Xanax for my flight even though it's a short flight because I don't like flying and not on propeller planes I'll tell you that <gasps> and, um, oh my god and then I saw Brian Nutty James and I decided to talk to him we've never we've Twitter friends but we've never like really interacted mm-hmm. and I was like this is a good time for me to, to talk to him and I don't <laughs> I don't remember what I said because oh. Xanax is uh, an amnesiac but uh, <laughs> it uh, nice. I, 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 I hypnotic that's the word I'm looking for it's, it makes you it does give you like short term memory loss mm. um, but I'm sure it was great because <laughs> uh, we, we haven't spoken since so <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay well thank you so much for being here yeah of course are we ready for the thing that happened this week you get to pick the order. You can be anywhere one, two, or three, and then you choose where we tell stories too. Well, I think your stories are going to be better. Oh, I'm sure not. Because you have actual stories, so I feel like I should just get it over with first. Okay. But then I think you guys should just pick whatever order you want to be in. Okay. I'll go two. I'll go three. Yeah. Wow, we're all just like volunteering. Yes, everybody's (laughs) stepping up to the plate. Yeah. Okay, sports! Sports! (laughs) Okay, so the thing that happened this week, cue Cue the music. music. 